It's the holiday season, and we're due for another Vikings heartbreak. So join Ryan, Dave, and I tonight as we talk about the Detroit Lions, whether the Vikings are still in the playoff hunt, among many other things. Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. Uh, I am excited for tonight's show. It's going to be a little faster than how we usually do it. Uh, we got some stuff we got to take care of this evening, so let's just get right to it. Uh, we kind of talked just a little bit ago about pregame drinks, what we're having on tonight's show. I told everybody that uh, I am having water this evening. This weekend did me in, and as I approach my 30s here, I just can't quite do it like I used to, but Dave and Ryan have you covered. Take it from me. It (laughs) takes practice. Years and years, decades and decades of practice. Dave and Ryan have us covered, and I'll just be the designated driver this evening. So, uh, Dave, why don't you start? uh, What are you drinking this evening? I am trying a new bottom-shelf tequila called Exotico because I'm in that sort of mood. Yeah. Hey, more power to you. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, bottom shelf and tequila don't, don't really mix in my uh, in my vocabulary. Yeah, but the, once you get up higher, like my really good stuff, it gets expensive quick. Yeah, it does. You're and right. I'm mixing it, so it's not that bad. Oh, okay. He doesn't want to waste That's a good, good quality bottle on this show, Ryan. Well, I don't. I don't want to do it. Mix back. Oh, trust me. If we win the Super Bowl and we're doing a happy hour, and I'll drink the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll drink for days oh, for straight sure. at a time. After that, uh, Ryan, how about yourself? What are you drinking this evening? Uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. Um, sticking with the uh, oh, yeah. sticking with the bourbon. Um, obviously, I've had a tough week um, football wise. So um, definitely. Well, why don't you Why don't you take it off right here. there? Somebody's already alluded to it, so I'm just going to let you have your soapbox here. A couple minutes. Uh, give everyone the rundown on what happened with your Oklahoma Sooners this past week. Well. Um, from the sounds of it, we've been bamboozled. Uh, we've been playing since September with a coach that was already on the run, um, and he just needed to get to get to the last game of the season before he could officially make it official. Um, yeah, so uh, for those who don't know, Lincoln Riley, one of the top college football head coaches in the in the um, college ranks, uh, has decided to leave the great Oklahoma University. Uh, for USC. Can't say that I 100% blame them. I mean, going to a lesser competitive um, um, conference and living in California by the, I'm assuming he's probably going to get a spot on the, on the coast or on the, on the ocean. Um, all that nice, sunny, warm weather. I mean, I definitely, you know, no tornadoes. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, it's did it's you really see, how he did it. Did you hear some of the contract details? Uh, there's a lot of second floated out there. I don't believe really any of it. It's one okay. of them had, they paid for both of his houses in Oklahoma over 50% over asking. I, no, I don't think any of that. Over market value. 
Body yeah, mode, multi-million dollar made, one, private jet. I think Ryan, Ryan Broyles, who's a former Oklahoma Sooner, he actually does a lot of real estate in Oklahoma now. Um, he kind of went and called all at least the at least the USC buying both homes and all that is kind of bogus. But anyway, um, yeah. So I, I, it's not that I'm mad that he left. I mean, I anticipated he's going to leave at some point. I thought for the pros. But, um, you know, USC, uh, we're going into SEC. I understand maybe he's running away from the competition and wants to be considered a great head coach <laughs> and maybe can't if, uh, if he feels that he can't compete with Nick Saban uh, and Kirby Smart. But, um, but it was more how he left. You know, again, a lot of rumors going on out there. He's saying that he didn't ever talk to them until Sunday morning. Uh, and apparently he made a – multi-million dollar um, life-changing decision in the matter of about an hour. Again, a lot of that doesn't add up. Uh, again, there's reports that he was talking, uh, at least his agent has been talking to USC since September uh, when they fired their coach. So um, so it's hard to I mean, to win 10 games with a coach with a foot out the door um, is a great accomplishment for these kids. I'm very proud of them. Uh, excited for the future. I think we're going to make an, another great hire, just like we've been making for the last, you know, the last two coaches uh, with Bob Stoops and, uh, and Lincoln Riley. I think Bob uh, is actually helping us lead that charge. Um, and I definitely think that um, I definitely think that we're, we're going to be in good hands. Uh, if he didn't want to be here, we don't want him here. And uh, let, let's get the next great coach in here who's going to, you know, take this program hopefully further than he did because he didn't really take us far anyway. Um, I see Mateo saying opposite side of the coaching hiring. Good luck with Brian Kelly. I'm not a big fan. Um, hopefully he does well for you you and LSU. I, I, I'm not going to wish you poor luck there. I, I definitely don't dislike LSU. Um, I'm just not a big Brian Kelly fan personally. I think he's kind of an ass uh, just based on things that um, – Robert Sala and uh, Matt LaFleur have said when they were assistants of his. So, uh, but, you know, everyone's kind of an ass at some point, including myself. So let's get on to Vikings football because um, otherwise I'm <laughs> Speaking just of to ass. all of this. <laughs> yeah, that's a great transition, Ryan. You're getting really good at that. Uh, I think if you could chalk up the performance on Sunday, um, ass would probably fall under there a little bit. Uh, I, as you know, a week ago made the bold prediction of uh, 35 to 10 with our guy, uh, <laughs> Niner Sickness on here. And I had to go on his show on Sunday, hung over as all hell, and just basically say sorry uh, to him and his <laughs> viewers. Uh, so if I I'm got glad what that I, you ended up living up to that. I'm glad that you like held true to your word on that because – I, yeah, I wasn't making no kind of prediction like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, if well, uh, if we perchance meet again in the playoffs, Niner sickness and us will do that all over. Again. Yeah, yeah, I Absolutely. told him that for sure. So, uh, disappointing performance. I thought that that was a another winnable game for us on on the West Coast. There. Um, you know, they, they let us back in. We had the kick return. Um, we had a couple chances towards the end to even tie it up. And and so just overall pretty disappointing. Ryan, what were your takeaways uh, from, from Sunday's game? You know, um, I was watching it from um, 
behind the tears in my eyes after the the news uh, that we just talked about. But no, uh, I was actually watching it from a bar um, while my kid was skiing because uh, he wanted to ski. So watching it from afar again, I wasn't uh, super detailed on every little play, but w- watching from what I saw, I honestly didn't think we played that poorly. I mean, obviously our um, run defense was just horseshit. Um, it, it was a pathetic performance from that standpoint. I mean, they, we let up the most rushing yards they've had all year um, in that game. So it's that, that was quite disappointing. But overall, I mean, we were in the game. We knew it was going to be a close game. Well, you thought it was going to be a blowout, Matt. But I thought it was going to be a close game. I think I had it as a one-point game. We ended up losing by eight. Uh, still a one-score game. Um, and, and you know, from what I could see, again, I, I think that we – we're doing we, – we took some shots. Like I said, I, I wanted us to stay aggressive. I Defense I knew was going to struggle. I knew our run defense wasn't great. I knew their rush defense or rush offense is, you know, fantastic. So I knew that we were going to be in for a game just from that alone. So could we keep toe-to-toe with them and keep them off the – you know, holding the ball the whole game and, and, and allow ourselves to – offensively get, keep ourselves in the game because I knew that was the only way we were going to stay in it. And I thought we did good there. We didn't do great. I know we stayed aggressive. They made some good plays on defense. Uh, Kirk started to revert a little bit to the check down, uh, check down king that he is um, in the game uh, from what I could see again, and which is a little disappointing. But again, he was also taking the shots. So um, I, think, I think there was a decent balance there uh, from that standpoint. Um, very encouraging to see our special teams continue to play well. Um, just from you know, Kenne taking another kickoff return for a touchdown, making some big plays when they weren't touchdowns, getting us to the thirty good field position, starting field position. Um, I, I thought our punting and punt return game were fine. Uh, I don't think we really did much in the punt return game, but again, we're not fumbling the ball like Eric Gray did to lose us that game against Oklahoma State. Um, so, so th- there's there's some good there are some good uh, takeaways from the game. Again, a, another tough loss to another good team. Where I want to see us start winning these good team games, these close good team games. We did against the Chargers. Uh, we did against the Packers. So we were on that upward track, and then now we're kind of reverting back to the norm. So I'd like to see, um, uh, you know. Overall, it was. I thought it was a fine game. Again, you're not going to win them all. They were a good team. They're hot, just like we were hot. I, I don't think that there's anything we should really be super disappointed about outside of that rush defense and figuring out what we need to do to fix that. Um, I saw that Pierce was designated to return um, at some yeah. point here, which is obviously going to be a great thing for our rush defense. Um, obviously, we're still going to be without the good ends in, in Hunter. And again, Everson, I'm not sure the situation. I'm assuming he might be out for a bit, um, if not the rest of the season. So, um, I think Dalvin Tomlinson... Maybe he's back eligible too. to come back yeah. on Saturday, right? I think it's just a couple negative yeah, tests, but he can. Yeah, he might be back yeah, this weekend so, as well. So, and and I don't. I mean, obviously that would have helped this last week, but they were shredding us on the outside. So, I mean, they were just going to run yeah. outside zone anyway, and uh, hopefully we can. You know, I mean, Pierce was making plays earlier this year on those outside runs yeah. anyway, but uh, so it might have helped. But I mean, at the same time. You know, without our quality ends and linebackers, just, I, mean, I, I would speak bad about any of our linebackers, but Kendricks just—he just wasn't getting to the right spot quick enough last game. And obviously, he's fighting through blocks and stuff. It's a hard position. Um, but I, some, I just noticed like two too. plays. 
Yeah, there's like two plays I just well one that touchdown one of the one of Debo's touchdown runs he was there he just missed it. He got held um, a little bit by Kittle. I thought I a saw that. Bit. I thought I saw that. But but still, <laughs> I mean, he was there to make the play and miss the tackle. I mean, he yeah, he dove yeah. at the ankles and missed the tackle, right? So that's not Eric Kendricks like. So what's interesting um, about Kendricks is up until a few weeks ago, he was ranked the eighth best linebacker in the league, and we all know he's one of the best in the league. He dropped in the last few weeks to 33rd out of the top 50% that play, or the top that played 50%. And part of that, I wonder if that has, has to do with Pierce and Tomlinson clogging yeah. up the middle and keeping those guys off of him. Yeah, I was about to say, like I wonder if that has a lot more ball. to do with our defensive line than it does mm-hmm. Eric Kendricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's in the run but, game. Those are great. Yeah, run. yep. Well, well and I've been saying keep... this for a little while, though. It seems like it seems like I never really noticed him much previously. Like last year, this year, uh, earlier this year, I, I'm noticing him more, which is not a good thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm noticing the mistakes more, or just the missed tackles, or n- jumping into the wrong hole and then bouncing it out, or whatever. I'm noticing a yeah. little bit more with him, and again, it definitely could be with because of uh, the the D line. But it's just weird. It's not um, it's not like us to under or to notice Kendricks in a negative light. So, well, the missed tackles is a problem on. of the whole defense, and and yeah. that comes yeah. from not getting those practice reps due to the CBA that they used to in the past. They can't tackle to the ground. They don't. They don't, they've only got so many days of in-pads, and they don't get it during the week. And that's what that comes from. They improve over yeah. the season, but it's still lacking over a decade ago when they would get all those reps. Yeah. Well, let, let's – I want to keep the, the, the conversation moving here. And I thought – or I guess not myself personally, but I know a lot of fans called maybe week one – versus the Bengals, a potential trap game. Um, But turns out the Bengals are just actually good. And so we just got beat by a good team. Now I pose the question to you too. I've seen it in the comments. And by the way, thank you for everyone that's in the comments. I see Clifford, Viking Jerome, Mary, Mateo, uh, Daniel. Everybody's here with us tonight. So thank you for for joining along. Um, But I want to pose the question to you. And Dave, I'm going to start with you. Uh, are you are you buying in? This is this isn't the lightning round yet, but are you buying into the fact that this Sunday is a trap game for the Vikings? No, no. We always have one a year, though, Dave. Uh, it's not this week. What no, we, we've had, we're not going to have a trap different. game this year. No, the only trap game we might have is if we come off beating the Rams and then we go to like Green Bay, thinking we're going to win and we get absolutely smoked. No. Uh-uh. But is that a trap game? Because they're they're a better team, right? So well, the trap. Game if you're is, thinking a like, trap game is somebody that's worse, no, uh, no, we're not going to lose this weekend. We better he's not. Already, lose he's already this spoiling weekend. his prediction. Ryan, no, I didn't say I was going to take the Vikings. I'm just saying we shouldn't lose. <laughs> Ryan, what, what do you think? Um, you're shaking your head, no. I don't. I don't think we fall to the trap, and it's not necessarily because I think we're like this great team or anything. I just don't think that the the Lions have enough juice 
to be able to beat us. Um, even though they almost did, they already almost did once in our own building. Um, however, I think, you know, we'll, we'll recognize that that almost happened. Understand that we can't allow that to happen again. Um, there are, I think DeAndre Swift's going to be out. If I remember, I was just reading, I trying to read up on that. I think he's going to be out. So their top playmakers are already going to be out of this game. Um, Jared Goff doesn't scare me at all. Uh, and, and we're playing better than we were at that point in time in the season. So we're playing more aggressive. We're, our, um, you know, we're healthy in the cornerback room, uh, except for is Patrick Peterson going to make it this week? We don't I'm know. Not sure. Okay. He, he has uh, the possibility so, to, today. but uh, he would have to test negative on Saturday and then again on Sunday morning. Oh, okay. I totally so, spaced about Patrick Peterson being on yeah. – uh, the COVID list. So. There was another one added to the COVID list today. Ola BC like, Johnson. Ola BC Johnson. And I'm like, is Ola BC Johnson still on the team? He's been on IR for forever for his knee. And uh, yeah, I guess he came off IR there. and just went immediately on to COVID. Well, um, yeah, so I, I don't think this is a trap game, Matt. I, I, I really don't. I mean, it, is it set up to be one? Yes, but I just don't think we fall into the trap. I'm not okay. taking that. Cheese. Okay, you don't. You don't think that because uh, because the Lions have nothing to lose, right? I mean, they've right. proven in the game against us that they're they're scrappy. I think that I saw a stat that a good portion of their games have been within one score, right? It's just mm-hmm. they've just barely uh, missed it. They almost beat San Fran early in the season, right? Uh, and that's the most yeah. points they scored in a game. Uh, and if and you so listen to I, Zimmer today, they've held the last three games to under 20, but I think that's more on the opponent than yeah. the Lions. Okay. Well, it, I, I just have to ask you then, I know you said DeAndre Swift is out, but like if, if they give up another defensive performance in the run game like they did last week, like we know Jamal Williams is a capable back. We've seen it in live in Green Bay. He's filled in admirably. Uh, back when he was with the Packers, if they decide to utilize him and his receiving ability out of the backfield, you don't think that that could potentially, you know, give that team some juice? Uh, possibly. I mean, jo- Jamal Williams is a fine back, but they're, the 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 style of running that they do is not what the Niners do. I mean, the Niners are doing everything they can to to create some sort of pause like, for that defense. All that motion, all the what's um, up, Beto? You know, the, the the outside. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, all the outside zone running that they do, um, all the motion that they do. Um, is, is it, it gets our team running and moving and going in different directions at the snap. Right. So the, the, the lions don't run an offense like that. They're more just ground and pound. And typically when a team is that way, we don't struggle as much against those teams against the run. And then, you know, you look at Elijah Mitchell, he, I mean, I know he's a six round rookie, but the kid is great. I mean, I think he's ran for like, 800 yards in not that many games. Like, I mean, he's, he's like averaging 95 yards a game or something. I can't remember like numbers, but um, Jamal Williams is not him. Right? DeAndre Swift is kind of like that, but they don't have, they don't have a guy like Elijah Mitchell or um, the, on the team currently without DeAndre Swift that can really rip us apart. In my opinion, now Jamal Williams is a fine runner. We shouldn't underestimate him. But I don't think he's going to be able to do what what Elijah Mitchell just did to us. 
and on or top, Debo for that or, or Debo for that matter. And on top of that, in the passing game, Goff doesn't throw much beyond ten yards. He's not a deep thrower. Most of his passing, most of the Lions' passing game is short thinks and dunks. They did. Um, yeah, they did uh, connect on that long one to Josh Reynolds, though. That was exciting to watch. Yeah, but that—that's rare, and hopefully, it is. It is rare, yeah. Because they play up front, and the style of ball they play, that helps play into our defense's hands. Um, especially if we get the middle back. However, I like what Armin Watson um, has been doing in Lynch. But <clears throat> no, this isn't a trap game. We're going to win this one. On top of that, there's you one guys- other thing you you forgot. Okay, let's hit, hit me. You know how I feel about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and uh, and everybody's afraid he's going to stay in this turtle shell after second half last week. Kirk Cousins is from Michigan. Every time he's gone to play Detroit, he has absolutely demolished them. I don't think that's going to change this week. Oh, boy. So everybody listening, Dave, if you play Daily Fantasy or you just need a spot start in fantasy, Dave's calling it right here. Yep. Kirk Cousins' Cousins. breakout game. It's going to light up Michigan. Uh, Are there any particular matchups that you guys are looking for i know that you both mentioned josh reynolds who he he was recently picked up i think miles uh friend of the show mentioned last off season that he actually thought josh reynolds would be a good addition here had we never had the emergence of a kj osborne um he thought he would have fit well with that wide receiver three position did you see anything last week in that game the lions versus the bears that Maybe we should be worried about Josh Reynolds a little bit. Maybe there was a little bit of a connection there between him and Goff. Um, and on top of that, if there's any other matchups you're kind of watching for this weekend. Yeah, I think Josh Reynolds is a, a quality player. I don't think he's going to be a superstar or anything like that, but he's probably a good quality three, um, maybe a, a low and two in an offense. Unfortunately, right now, into the kind of number one spot from the receiver standpoint there. So he's going to be locked in with our outside receivers. He doesn't play much slot uh, from what I remember. So, um, you know, they'll have some challenges. I mean, he's got he's got some top end speed and uh, he's uh, again, he put a filthy, dirty, uh, dirty, a double move on whatever uh, corner that was. I think it was um, they're not Jalen Johnson, but their other corner for uh, the Bears. Uh, some starts with a V, I think. But anyway, he's garbage. He's not a good corner. So uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully our corners can hold up better than that that kid did uh, for the Bears. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's definitely a threat. Khalif Raymond's always a threat too. I mean, he's he kind of tore us up last year when he was with uh, I think the Titans uh, for over a hundred yards on like three catches or something like that. Um, and then they always have uh, TJ Hawkinson's always uh, and has an opportunity to to that was my kinda rip us up there in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a high quality tight end. He's uh, George Kittle light, I guess. Like can block, can uh, can catch, can run after the catch. I mean, he's kind of does a little bit of everything. Not quite at that level Kittle does. I don't think he has good red zone uh, guy though. Great red zone guy. Yeah. I just don't think he's kind of got the um, that mental fortitude that Kittle has of like I'm going to murder you um, to to really dominate the game <laughs> like Kittle does. Um, 
Yeah, and then you know their their offensive line has gotten better. I mean, they've gotten healthy, so they have Sewell and Decker this week, um, I believe, um, unless something is in practice that I'm aware of. No, I, uh, I think so you're right. hopefully, I think that that'll be a challenge for our DNs to be able to get pressure. So uh, we may be looking at the the inside to really uh, make make some pressure on Jared Goff. Um, and then to flip on the on the defensive side, I mean. Again, like you said, they're a gritty team. Matt Campbell coaches them to uh, – I mean, you remember the introductory press conference and biting off kneecaps and all of that. So that's the that's the way that their defense does play. I mean, uh, they have uh, – one of my favorite D tackles in the draft was Aline McNeil out of NC State. Um, and he, he's had a pretty good year. Uh, and then they have the other kid from Washington. I, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, on Woozie or something like that. I don't know. From Washington, D-tackle. He's making some penetrating uh, moves out of that D-tackle spot. So our interior of our line is going to have some challenges. Again, um, we, we saw Ole Udo just get ripped apart last game. And uh, Mason Cole's playing okay. He's playing better probably than Bradbury, at least from a pass protection standpoint. Yeah, and, and Ezra Cleveland is playing really well. I mean, I think he's playing very well at, at the left guard spot. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, hopefully Ole can either have a bounce back game or if we decide to kick him out, move Mason Cole out to guard and, and bring in Bradbury. I, I'm not sure that's the right move this week, just given some of the power that they have with um, McNeil, um, Brockers, and, and then that other kid from Washington. Um but, yeah, I mean, we should have, be able to have a heyday with their secondary. I mean, if we stay aggressive in this game like yeah. we have been and keep throwing it deep, Thielen and Jefferson and maybe even KJ Osborne should be able to uh, put in a decent game. I feel like we have focused a lot on the Lions so far this conversation. or Yeah, and this conversation and this show. And we are a Vikings happy hour. So, Dave, what are some, what are some things or players on the Vikings that you're looking forward to this weekend? I want to see Kenne Wongu make his basic debut as a yeah. running back. Uh, we know Zimmer said today that he will get time. We don't know how much. Uh, Alexander Madison obviously will be the starter, but Kenne will be relieving him. And I'm curious if he could play his way into more of that percentage and bump Madison back behind him because Madison, we all know how Madison's the you know the power sort of back of all the types of backs. And Kenny's yep. the speed guy. Well, maybe he plays himself in the hey, this works. So let's do that. Yeah. Um, that's that's the biggest thing I am looking forward to seeing this weekend, especially on the offense, that and Kirk Cousins coming out of his shell and being a wild man. Yeah, I I fully expect Zimmer to ride the hot hand. Uh, And I wouldn't be surprised if Madison starts off early. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked if a couple big plays leads to them kind of leaning on uh, Kenny Wongu, right? That's how you say his last name. Wongu, yeah, Wongu. I need and it, and all it takes that. is you know a jet sweep, uh, a quick outside deal, busting for twenty yards here, bust another one yeah. a little bit longer, and it's going to be game's on, baby. 
Let's do this. And yeah. he will he yep. will then take a chunk of the snaps. And they'll give up the the blitz package blocking, you know, in mm-hmm. the pass pro. Just, you know, tell Kirk, you gotta live with it. We're gonna play him, so you gotta work around this. You know, throw throw the ball a little quicker and uh look for the smoke routes and go from there. Yeah. So um before we get to lightning round, which is record pace for us, by the way. We normally run way over. Uh, Ryan, two questions for you. Are the Vikings a playoff team? I know technically they – well, actually, they're not considered one right now. No, not right now. Washington has the seventh seed. But are the Vikings a playoff team? And then what do you need to see this weekend – for them to prove that to you. Sure. Um, quick, uh, Mary just asked, is it time to trade cook? Um, we'll see how we, how we play without him this next Good couple questions. games. I mean, you know, if, if, if I think it's Wangu is how you say it. I, I looked it up on the bike. It's Wangu um, or Wang Wu. Um, if Flip yeah, is watching um, this, he's going to rip us apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I did I, I did take his advice and look it up. And yeah, it's Wangu. 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 So anyway. Got it. Um so with you know, if he can come in and make some plays and then Madison, you know, kinda is you know, it move move to thunder type approach. I mean, Dalvin Cook when healthy is the best of the best. The unfortunate part is he costs a lot of money and we're going into a year where Kirk Cousins is going to cost us 45 against a cap. So we're going to have to, tr- I mean, obviously the salary cap is going to go up quite a bit. So we might but be able to much navigate through that. I think it should. But the big jump is the following year. Oh, I thought it was this year. Um, either, either way, you know, we should be able to navigate through it. Um, However, you know, you can alleviate and, and take yourself off a big chunk if you get off of that. So um, we'll see, Mary. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be against it. I love Dalvin Cook, and I think he truly is a big leader on this team, which is, I think, you know, that does stand for something, in my opinion, in terms of having that veteran leadership. So we'll see. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to doing it, especially if this year just ends up going out of favor and we have a new regime. We might as well get what we can for him. And since we're rebuilding anyway, at that point Um, to go to your question, Matt, are we a playoff team? Um, Yes, I I think we are. I think we have the tools and the, the, like the, the team to be able to be a playoff team. When I say playoff team, that means a seventh seed through a wild card team, right? I don't think we're going to make a deep run. The good thing about this team is every game, whether we're playing a good or bad team, we're in the game, right? Like, we are in against the number one. Uh, I think the Cardinals are the number one team in the in the NFC. NFC right now. So, and we and we were a field goal away from beating them. That we you know changed it right. Um, we beat the Packers, who are the number two. Right. Yep. We uh, you know we, we held our own against you know all of these solid teams. And then the the flip side though is unfortunately we're also in it in every game that the teams aren't good right the Lions the Panthers the uh, the Cowboys without Dak right and, and we're and we're not Oof. and we're not winning those games or, or we're barely winning or not winning those games right so um, so what I need to see out of this team to feel confident 
is we need to come into the Lions game and we need to kick their ass. Like, and I'm not saying let's beat them by a lucky two, a last minute drive to win by two on a field goal. I'm talking. We need to go in and kick their ass. Let's go in. Show make them, them want to quit in the second half. And yeah, I mean, yeah, make them want to bite their own kneecaps off because they just need to get out of there, right? <laughs> like we need to, we need to show them who's boss in this game. And a 14 point win. What we did to Seattle, we need to do to the Lions, right? Um, and then, yeah. and then we need to be able to hold our own, even if we don't win every one of these games going up, coming up here. We have the Packers who are a good team. Let's hold our own against them. Let's beat them or at least keep it to that, again, close game. The Rams are coming up. We should hold that to a close game or beat them. The Steelers, again, they're not a great team. I, I don't think they're overly great, but we do need to go in and hold our own and beat them, and I might be at that game. So, um, And, and who's part. the other team that That's we play left? Thursday night one. The Bears. We got the Bears twice. And then we got the Bears twice, who aren't a good team. So again, we should be like again. I know playing in Soldier Field is tough. That's, it's, those it's are tough, probably so the closest to trap games that you're, that you're talking. They, about. they are, they are, but yeah. we should beat them, right? So like to, to your to your question of what do we need to do to prove it? We need to beat up the Lions. We need to at least beat up the Bears at home. We need to yep. uh, still beat the Bears at soldier field even if it's a close game and then you know stay close or, or if not win again the two elite teams that we still play and i don't who knows if the rams are even elite still like they're they're on they didn't win in november i don't think so um so you know we really need to do that and if we can do that i'm going to feel more confident going into the playoffs because i do think we make the playoffs our schedule is easy enough for us to be able to walk into the playoffs if we take mm-hmm. care of what we should take care of and then maybe steal one because yeah, who are, who are we competing against the, the Redskins or sorry, the Washington football team. They're not that great of a team. Uh, you, you look at the Falcons are not a great team. You look at uh, the, the Panthers the Panthers the again, they're reeling, right? Eagle Eagles are good. Like, I mean, Eagles are playing well enough to, to get there as well. I mean, they're kind of in our, they're overachieving where we're underachieving in my opinion, but they're, you know, they're on our playing field. They have a better de- improved defense and, you know, it just depends on what version of Jalen Hurts you're getting. So um, anyway, so I, I think that we really need to take care of business. If we can do that, uh, we should be walking into the playoffs. And again, who knows? We are, we're putting up fights against every quality team we play. Yeah. We might be able to steal one or two and create some hype and create some excitement. And I, if you would have talked to me about this uh, after the Dallas game, or uh, I, I would have been like, no, we're, we're not. Let's move forward. But and then you know we got some life going. Even if we lose to the 49ers, I still feel like we um, put up a quality game there. I think we can do enough to make the playoffs and, and maybe even steal one in the playoffs. I think the Vikings probably – one, they ha- they can afford to lose one game, maybe two, depending on who that second one is to. Uh, but otherwise, you uh, if got they go what well, we got six games left. Yeah, I think we yes. if we go four we'll and go two, four I think two, we make we the playoffs. Because yeah. some of these other teams are playing. Well, absolutely, but I mean, <laughs> if we went four and two, I think we make the playoffs. I still, uh, if we go three and three, that's where it'll be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Actually, I want to welcome no chance Michael Berger. I originally, originally read that as Mitch Berger. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Yeah. And Marion asked. He's coming in at. 
He's coming in at the perfect what, time. Married asks. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah. How do we? How far do we see us going in the playoffs? Logically, Mary, it's a one and done. But we all know things can change. Attitudes like uh, momentum can change, and teams can get on a roll. And then go a lot farther than you think. And the talent base is on this team. We do have it. So get a ticket to the dance. That's all they say, right? Yeah. You know, ask the New York Giants. Yep. Um, It can happen. Will it? No. Uh, Probably not. But it can happen. And, you know, the optimists and all of us hope for that. So, and hope is eternal. So, at least until next season. Well, sweet. Hey, and if to, to Matt's point, if we go into the if we go into the playoffs with a, what five and one, and then if you count the last two wins and the the other, so that's five, six, seven, a seven and two going into the playoffs in, in your last nine. That's some good momentum that you could go running in and, and feel pretty confident that you can win some games. So we'll see. And I. I don't see us taking the division, so that means a six or seven seed, which means we just get to play into Zimmer's mantra of underdogs. They're counting us out. Let's go in, into one of these stadiums and, and blow them up on the road. So uh, the reason I said that, that Michael was joining the show at a good time is because uh, it is one of my favorite times of the show where I get to – ask you guys some questions it's lightning round um and dave is gonna get this music rolling and i got Mm -hmm. some questions for each of you um and then we'll then we'll do some score predictions so uh i sent them over in advance this week last week i just didn't even give you a heads up but we'll start off we talked about them earlier kenne wangu is the pronunciation and ryan I have him at over or under four and a half touches on offense this weekend. Yeah, let's give him the over. I think I, I don't think it's going to be much more. I, I, it might quite literally be five, uh, maybe six. But yeah, I mean, I, Madison hasn't been effective this year, in my opinion, outside of the like one game that he actually went over a hundred. I think, which was a good he game. Went over but, twice. Um, oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Well. I'm correct. I'm correct. I stand corrected, but I, he just doesn't look like he has the, uh, he doesn't look like he has that juice right now. And, and I think Wangu does. Um, so I'd like to see him with like six, seven touches to see how he does. All right. All right, Dave, we're going to switch to the lion side of the ball. Uh, everyone's heard about Jared Goff. We've seen him play. Uh, and he's, he's turnover prone. No other way to put it. I mean, and Mike Zimmer's got a, a defense, his third down defense is still looking great. Um, so do you think Jared Goff goes over or under two and a half turnovers? Oh, no, I'd have to go under. I think we get some. Two and a half is a lot for a quarterback. Well, hey, I would love the over. I would, I would love the <laughs> over, but. <laughs> I, I, appre- I appreciate the realistic approach. Sometimes when I pick these numbers, I'm like, I probably know what they're going to go with. I wonder if there's like a prop bet set I could go look at. Oh, well, I can uh, find you one. For I example, some are. this next one for Ryan, 
over or under one and a half trick plays. We saw Clint Kubiak last week uh, kind of dig deep into his bag of tricks. The flea flicker, um, the Jefferson jet sweep, throw it back to Dalvin Cook for a run. Uh, so what do you think this week? I think we're going to save those for more important uh, games, so I'm going to go the under. <laughs> Fair enough. Even though I this game is important, that. we need to win the game, but I hopefully we don't need them to win this game. So. <laughs> I didn't check this one before uh, pulling this stat, Dave, but over or under 27.5 points allowed by the Vikings this weekend? Ooh, that's a good Under. They don't score that much. See, if you've been watching the show, you can just kind of read between the lines on what Dave's going to do for a score prediction. This is under 27 and a half, and the Vikings are going, should win. Sorry, not going to, should win. <laughs> um, they let's should, switch to they buy. Should win big. Yeah. Uh, we're going to switch to buy or sell here. Ryan, you already talked about saving the trick plays. We kind of alluded to Clint Kubiak digging deep into those bag of tricks. tricks. Um, do you think he's turning a corner? Well, I thought he was. And then last week, like I said, we had some very questionable play calling. We had some fun play calling. We had some deep shots, but I I didn't think we were as aggressive as we were like the game before. Um, So it was a little disappointing to see that regression a little bit. Um, But I think he's turned a corner from early, like middle of the season. Like he's come a long way since the Lions. the Browns, Lions, Panthers, Cowboys debacle that we had midseason. Um, so, sure. Uh, I mean, it, when it's all about perspective, and I'll go off the perspective that, yes, he has turned the corner since being awful in those four games. All right. Uh, Dave, buying or selling a regression on defense. There was a stretch there where that defense was locked in and solid. The past couple weeks have not been there. So are you buying or selling that regression? Well, I'm buying that they have regressed, yes. Because they have. Um, We've lost too many people. And we may lose more. I mean, we may have Peterson out this week. Uh, Even though we get the interior of the line back, we have Griff out. Um, Griff will probably be out for a long time. So... No, there is a natural regression there. I would love to okay. see it get better, but no, there's a natural regression. That's where the offense has to pick up that slack. Yeah. Uh, add add another touchdown to the list. <laughs> I don't see him on the chat tonight, but I, I still appreciate his contribution to uh, the lightning round here. But it's write that down. So, Ryan, uh, give, me, give me something – for sure that you think is going to happen on Sunday. Hmm. Write that down. Let's go with the Vikings, even though you, we were just dogging on them. Uh, the Vikings do not allow a touchdown this weekend. Oh, I'm not saying a shutout. I'm not saying a shutout. But we're not going to allow a touch on this week. Wow. Okay. Okay. I can dig at that. Dave, what's, what's this, yours? Uh, no, what's the timestamp on that? 46-minute mark. Okay, got it. 
<laughs> um, what's mine? Boy, um, Kirk Cousins throws four touchdowns. All right, all right. I can, I can, I can go with that one. I think that one's actually pretty feasible. I actually have one for this game, <laughs> Mary. Uh, she will be drinking. <laughs> so I, Mary. Uh, so I. My write that down for this week is that Greg Joseph will not have to kick a field goal. We will score on every. We'll score a touchdown on every possession that we have. Not every possession, but you get what I'm trying to say. Greg Joseph will not go out to attempt a field goal kick. Very good. That just goes. That just. Yeah, that just goes to show uh, how how efficient Kirk Cousins will be. Right. This is all just flowing in to the same thought here. So uh, let's transition here to some score predictions, and then we'll we'll call it an early show here. But uh, I don't. I know that my record is five and six. Uh, mm-hmm. So is uh, mine, and I, I was humbled last week. Uh, Ryan, I think should be in the lead, or He's maybe tied, tied with, the, with guest. the guests. Both him and the guests are seven and four. Mateo, uh, you are going to be our guest of the week. So pop your uh, your score prediction in the chat, and we'll read it out loud. Uh, I'm going to go first. Maybe I just had the weeks wrong. With uh, my score prediction. So let's try this again. Vikings 35, Detroit 10. I, like you guys, I don't believe. There you go, Mato. I, I, I think this is going to be a blowout. I, I hope it's so much of a blowout that I get to see Sean Mannion out there at quarterback. Oh, scary. There we go. Mateo calls Vikings 35-31 in a close game. That's that's too close for me. With Detroit scoring a lot. Jeez. Ryan, our most realistic in level head. Well, can't say level headed on all things, but most things. (laughs) All things. All things. Um, You know, I was going to say this earlier is like my, I had to switch, like I'm not a negative person and I try to be relatively realistic, but I I am a very optimistic person. Actually, most of the time, just all my optimism went to the Oklahoma Sooners. And now that that's all gone, I have to put it. So, so now uh, I think you're going to see a lot more of uh, me being a little bit more optimistic with the Vikings here. I'm going to say, 27 to 9. Okay. And again, holding back to my holding back to my prediction that we'll hold them the three field goals, but we're not gonna let up a touch on our defense. I like that. Well, I already said Kirk's then, gonna score four touchdowns. That's twenty eight points right there, roughly. With the extra points, I'll throw in an extra three to make it thirty one, and I'll go thirty one twenty Vikings. However, I thought about taking the um Lions just cause, but I don't, don't remember the last time we've had a clean sweep on the Vikings as a last score Lions prediction. <laughs> was that what it was? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it probably was. Because obviously, That's Cowboys game, true. I picked the Cowboys. 
Cowboys girl picked the Cowboys. Um, I picked us to lose uh, against the Chargers, which I'm glad I was wrong. Um, obviously, Niners uh, uh, sickness right, yeah. picked the Niners. Um, I don't know what other game. Oh, Packers. I think Packers, we all picked us to win. Right. I think it was the Packers because yeah, yeah, Packers game. We all because we just ooh, we, we can't Packers stomach picking the Packers no yeah, matter yeah. what. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I think Miles oh, no. was on the show that week, so yeah. <laughs> uh, Mary says she can't take another close game. I think we're all with you there, um, and that's why you know after this Sunday we can finally just take a deep breath. We won't have to have that especially if it goes by my score prediction or Ryan's or even Dave's a little bit, 20 points is still too much for me, but I'll, I'll concede. That's better than what we've dealt (laughs) with the rest Mm -hmm. of this season. So, um, I don't have anything else and I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts before we send this off. We have Viking hot takes tomorrow with, the oh. no longer single, uh, great flip Mozzie and Eric Thompson of the Daily Norseman. Ryan, you have something? Saturday, me and Darren. Dave and Darren, two old bloggers, always a good show, guys. You got to tune in. They have such good graphics on that show. I absolutely love it. Um, all I was going to say is that, hey, you know, I, I may have been a little down today, guys. I, I'm going to bounce back. My Sooners are going to bounce back. We got we got Bob Stoops out here, and he's out here recruiting. He's out here giving us life. I mean, that's a coach. Do we want a coach, next head coach of the Vikings? It should be Bob Stoops because that guy's the man. But I, well, I want an offensive guy. He's a defensive guy. So I'll be back. I'm going to be a little bit more chipper next time. I'm still drinking my sorrows a little bit, but by this time next week, we're going to have a Vikings win. We're going to have a new head coach for the Oklahoma Sooners, and I'm going to be riding super high. So tune in next week. Same time next week. We're going to have a great show. That's it. He just did the wrap-up, Dave. Let's send it. Skull, everyone! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.